listening to Phil Free Radio. With your host, Luke Solitaire. Hello and welcome. You listen to Phil Free Radio, and I am your host, Luke Solitaire. I am a connoisseur of electronic music and occasional spinner of tunes. And as you may have guessed from my dulcet tones, I am from Bristol. Bristol is a wonderful place to live and has an amazing array of musical variety on offer in its many clubs and bars. The electronic dance music scene in Bristol is particularly vibrant at the moment. Bristol has always been a real melting pot of sounds which has formed many groundbreaking artists. Just look at this year's DJ Mag's Best of British Awards shortlist and you will see many of the nominees are associated with this fair city. As a complete music addict and lover of all things electronic, it is my aim to showcase some of the movers and shakers from the scene in my beloved city. Over the coming weeks, I'll be speaking with people from different elements of the scene to gain an insight into Bristol's love affair with electronic music. I'll get them to share their thoughts and some music that they are really feeling at the moment or inspired by. I'll be chatting with established DJs and producers as well as up-and-coming acts. I will go behind the scenes and speak with some promoters, venue owners, retailers and record radio stations to cover all angles of what makes Bristol so hot for dance music. First off, let's start with some music. And this is a track I'm really enjoying at the moment. It's by an artist called Palm Tracks, one of Bristol's finest exports, and it's called Sumo Acid Crew. Enjoy! Enjoy! Thank you. 
So, my first guest is part of a trio of DJ producers hosting a Facebook live show called Bombastic Sounds, which reviews, reviews people's tracks live on air. Please welcome Ollie Linear. Hello, how you doing? What's yeah, up? not too bad. So, Ollie, please introduce yourself, give everyone a brief interest in history into your musical background. All right, then, well, yeah, um, I started playing instruments at about eight, eight or nine. I had my first bass guitar at ten. I was playing guitar, bass, listening to punk, but first album I ever bought was The Clash Greatest Hits. Um, what was the other one? Living Joy Dreamer. And uh, oh, I can't remember the other one. But yeah, so that, that was my first real sort of buying my own music. After that, listen to Fantasia 2, West Point, DJ Psy, and got into the whole rave thing. And listening to that as a kid, I was kind of trying to work out how these guys were doing this live. So, you know, in my, in my head, you know, I, I saw piano players, orchestral, 
sort of arrangements. I saw bass players and you know full bands, and then suddenly found out that this this whole sound was achieved by uh, well, it wasn't even computers, but there's Ataris and samplers, and basically the live stuff was all done by DJing. So I uh, saved up for my first paper round for a set of turntables, and then bought uh, well, what was the first record I bought? Yeah, in effect. I don't know if you guys know that, but yeah, in, in effect, with a, a wicked piano tune. Nice. I believe I got that on vinyl myself, to be fair. Yeah, I bought that originally with uh, with my second bout of uh, paper round money. So yeah, and then, then the journey began in uh, electronic music. Then, uh, you know, obviously, listen, started to have your course you do as a child, and then bought Dreamscape 1718, which came with the Techno Prisoners pack, which was... Uh, Loft Gruber, Clarky, Daz Sorns and Colin Dell. And then suddenly my mind was blown and that was it. Techno all the way. That's some serious DJs there, I must admit, these oh, ones. Mate, it, yeah, I mean, yeah, they they, they literally, they, they shaped, they shaped everything I listen to now. So you had Colin Dell and Daz Sorns doing the more sort of what you'd call it, sort of tech house and techno nowadays. But back then it was kind of more sort of fast house and more sort of London techno, you know, before it got real hard. You had a uh, Loft Groover and Clarky Pay in the um, Banksy techno, so the the sort of Netherlands stuff, and yeah, it just it blew my mind. And then from that that moment onwards, I was stuck. There's a friend of ours called Rev. I think you know Rev, don't you, Matt? I, I think so. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I, yeah, I, I don't know know him personally, but I, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. But yeah, <clears throat> for the people that aren't listening, he's an absolute legend, and he, he got into hardcore and core music so much that we actually called with what when he DJed we called it Revcore and from you know from 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 what 20 years ago we still stuck that name so he's an absolute legend so I shared that with him and then from that moment on techno hardcore was just the the core of everything that we listened to as a friendship group after that helped Skelter Voyager so obviously the DJs up there was you know serious HMS Loft Groover Marky G Scorpio producer the uh, what was the other guy? I can't remember the other guy's name, but yeah, absolutely mental. And from that, you know, from that point on, I was sold on dance music. Shortly after that, little sixteen-year-old running around town, going to clubs, ended up going to a place in Bristol called um, I can't remember what it's called. I'm so sorry, man. This is terrible. But yeah, went to that club and then got into Hard House. So the club edge remit of We Like to Party was the one that really stood out. Then I'd I'd, uh, I'd advise any of you guys to listen to it if you can uh, if you can find it on YouTube. And then, yeah, it, from that moment onwards, you know, I was accomplished as a DJ, got a residency at Lakota, uh, um, at, uh, well, Mike Inn was running it, Mike called Feverish, I was playing that, and then from, from that moment onwards, that was it, techno all the way, had a few bands, punk bands, but yeah, it's always been the electronic music for me, to be fair. And, and with the technical play, is it, is it the sort of slower melodic tempo, uh, tempo or is it more the sort of um, thumping, driving, sort of uh, harder style that you'd go for? Man, I play everything, Matt. You know what I mean? In, in, a, in a day's musical listening, I'll go from Billy Holiday to a bit of classical to maybe grindcore, metal, right back down to a bit of pop music, maybe a little bit of R&B. Do you know what I mean? Then, then get into the doors for a bit, probably creep back up to a bit of uh, Johnny Cash. And it's just, you know, it's, it's an ever-revolving stream of just music. I, I, I tend not to categorise music and I tend to tend to more categorise it as, as a feeling, to ha- how I want to feel or if I need to be motivated. So, you know, when 
I play techno predominantly, and I'm, I'm better known for techno, and I'm better known for hardcore. But you know, I, I play, I play everything. You know what? If you go on my mix cloud, you'll see that you know it's at one moment it's down at one thirty, and then I'll be doing a one sixty set, and then you'll catch me playing a two hundred and twenty BPM like grindcore speedcore set. You know, so it's just it's just anything, everything that that's going at that moment, and whatever somebody wants me to play. So yeah, it's a bit it's a bit hard for me to uh, it's a bit hard for me to, to sort of pin myself down on that one, Matt. No, that's why I, I don't like to uh, pin myself down with genres too much. I must admit myself, but uh, it's uh, it's always good to have a varied um, varied uh, background from music. It's life. Um, can you talk me through how you started and why you started Bombastic Sounds? Yeah, well, Bombastic Sounds is an interesting one. So I'm not sure if you're aware. I was involved in another group um, called Piro the Acid Clan. So I got approached after I came out of rehab to come and help this guy launch his sort of live set. And uh, one, you know, I, just just doing live streams of music wasn't enough for me. So I wanted to start trying to give back to new producers and try and try and build a platform as well as sort of build up the Acid Clan, but build up a platform for music producers to you know forward themselves and you know a, a better way of sharing music opposed to sitting in the kitchen after a night out sort of showing your favorite tune and that evolved for a year or so and then you know that project wasn't really going the way I wanted to I didn't feel like we were going in the same way so I stopped that project and then started off with Ollie Pooley because we seemed we seemed sort of more in the same direction you know we wanted the the quality of the music to come across. So we were really into real decent quality. We were really into real decent quality audio, wearing headphones, making sure that the mic was right, making sure the music was dipped, and just creating a real decent platform for new music, new producers, and the viewers to find new music and an easy way to help people get through the fuzz that is uh, the way music is promoted today, i.e. SoundCloud and the internet. Yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a great thing. I mean, it's always great to give back to uh, to um, something you love, and um, yeah, it, it certainly shows through. You have great chemistry between the three of you. How did you all meet then? Oh wow. Okay. Well, me and Ollie, we met at an Amen for Techno uh, uh, fashion shoot. So I, I know Mandy, and I knew Cal at that point. And uh, yeah, they asked me to come and model some T-shirts. It's all on my Facebook. If you can be bothered to go on there. And uh, yeah, Ollie was taking the photographs, and that's how we met. And obviously, I saw what he was doing. Invited him into the other show, and he came. Um, Sean, she's been on the core scene for a while. Kind of been like in the same place at the same time. We only started chatting fairly recently. And yeah, so we're start. We've started a label now as well. She's also on the show. So yeah, it's it's. It's all fairly recent with us three, and I think that's I think it comes across because there's that sort of edginess that we don't really know each other that well where we can plan exactly what we're gonna do at every one second. So it gives that it gives it that spontaneity, I suppose, doesn't it, then a little bit. So what's that? It gives it that spontaneity, doesn't it, really? Definitely, so. yeah, yeah. But also you know, the sort of the, the nervous energy that you don't actually know what somebody's gonna say and the nervous energy, you know, you're kind of I feel with with any sort of podcast or any sort of show the people that are watching need to identify with, with you and if you're real comfortable with somebody then they're not going to identify with you and if you can't predict what's going to happen next they're going to identify you with you because 
you don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah, I always think you can be too slick sometimes, I think, sometimes, and that, that, that sort of puts people off when people are overly slick. Well, um, sometimes a bit of our rawness is um, is quite good. Yeah, well, it has to be. It has to be because the, the one thing... The one thing that we're seeing now with, with the evolution of, of television shows and reality TV is that that slick, highly sort of rehearsed lines, it works if you're trying to depict you know, a story and you're trying to convince somebody that you are this person. But in essence, people don't want that all the time. In essence, people want to feel like they're sat in their front room because they can't they get kids, they can't afford it, they want to go out. They want to feel like they're in a room, a group of their mates, chatting, doing what they're going to be doing. It just so happens that the people that watch the show like to be sat around chatting about music. And myself, Ollie and Shark, that's literally all we do. So we are, we're, we're creating a sort of, we're, we're, it's less of a show and more of a, a bunch of mates hanging out and chatting online. Do you know what I mean? A potion just idly chatting rubbish to people on Messenger. Yeah, well, yeah, it definitely comes across as that, that's for sure. So um, where do you get your best ideas from? And who, do, who or what gives you the most inspiration, do you think? Blimey, okay. Um, I don't know. I, I question things all the time. I've never been. I've never been the sort of person to take an answer and then just be content with that answer. So I get a lot of my inspiration from analysing things. I get a lot of my ideas from looking at situations and trying to work out why that situation is like that. On, on the on the other hand. I'll get inspiration by looking into why this show would be appealing or why people would want to watch this show. When I start analysing that, then I'll start coming up with ideas as to why they're enjoying that. And then, then I'll start brainstorming and then I'll get the answers that I need and I'll get, I'll get inspiration as to where I think we need to go next. Also, you know, me and Ollie argue quite a lot, so we're always bagging stuff off each other. So it's less, it's less a sort of an idea that just sparks into my head and more more a process of trying to indulge myself into certain situations. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. So you um you're you you sort of like to plan it a little bit, but you, you you're sort of trying to sort of think about the steps first and then before you act on it or rather than acting completely impulsively. Well Ollie's the planner. So Ollie Ollie plans stuff whereas I I'll think about something that when I speak to somebody the idea comes about. So, you know, if, if we're doing a show, I'll be I'll just be I'll just be aimlessly, you know, talking rubbish. Ollie'll be, you know, sort of guiding the ship a little bit more. And then in that process of doing the show, that's when I'd start to exercise my ideas and then they start to grow into an idea that I'll think and then put forward put forward to Ollie. But it's it's not really a, 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 a real plan. It's a very loose a very loose sort of idea. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. So, um, there's been a massive rise again in free parties in this country um, and Bristol especially. Uh, where do you uh, see Bristol um, in the terms of the free party scene and uh, how important do you think uh, free parties are to the dance music scene in general? Man, I mean, Bristol's been, well, the West Country since the beginning has been such a massive, massive influence on the, on the whole free party scene. Just for some reason, I don't know why. And you know, we've got a, our lineage of the free party scene is ridiculous. If you really look back at it, I was involved in in the free party scene back in sort of the two thousands. I don't know if you've heard of a, a a bunch of guys called Techno as fuck, or they were called Prank back in the day. A guy called Ed, who's now in Runtings. 
Yeah, yeah, I know run things, and I, I know the other lot you're talking about, yeah. That's yeah. it, yeah, so basically I, I started playing with those guys back in the sort of early 2000s, you know, so I miss being the AGM, I miss the original free party scene, and I kind of feel that the 2000 scene is another, is a similar regurgitation as it was from the sort of 92 in the early days. So I feel that it's sort of come back full circle to this new generation. And, uh, you know, going out to them now, it's massive. And, and free parties, it's obvious. I mean, you get you get all the big DJs just turning up to these free parties and playing when they've been out on their sort of five to two grand an hour gig. And they're turning up and playing for free. So I think it speaks for itself. And without the free party team, without these uh, arenas to test new music and test new tunes and sort of, you know, you know bank new ideas off, off the crowd there, you know, there is no dance scene. And I don't, I don't think there ever has been without it, in essence. Yeah, I mean, I, I, no, personally, I, I think it's always captured, the, the free party scene's always captured the essence of what dance music is, isn't it? I mean, it's just feeling feeling free, I mean, forgetting about your worries, you know what I mean? And, and just sort of being able to listen to the music, fall in love with it, and just sort of lose yourself in that moment. And I think the free, free party scene definitely sort of depicts that perfectly, doesn't it, really? Well, I mean, the thing is, the problem is, when you're in a club, you've got bouncers, you've got a hierarchy trying to control what you're doing. When you're at a free party, it's self-organised. If you do, if you act like an idiot, you'll get, you, you know, the repercussions are far more swift than they would be in a club. You just get mm. kicked out of a club and that's it. But, you know, you act, you act like that at a free party and you get ostracised socially because it's not acceptable. Mm. You know, so yeah. there is that, there, there's the freeness involved in it. Not only is there the freeness, but you're, you know, these people are self-governing their behaviour. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely, yeah. You know, there's a, there's a massive amount of freedom, and it also teaches you how. A club can be a very sterile environment. I think it's, it's it's I mean, there are some there are some good nights and good things happening, but it is um, I think some of the bigger, more corporate ones, especially with some of these massive lineups, or um, yeah, they're they're the the, the life's almost sucked out of them, isn't it? Really, it's, it's like with, with like the rising costs of everything as well. The thing is, it's cold. You know, I mean, you see these big warehouse parties with, you know, cold cops and all that. It's cold. You know, the, you're not really getting into it. You know, the, the music, punk, punk music, and techno music are so closely associated. It's ridiculous. And that grimy sort of, you know, you see a lot of like techno music with black and white videos, harking back to the like, older times. You know, with that gritty sort of grainy look. And there's a reason for that. You know, and that's because I don't feel techno is supposed to be glitzy and glamoury. Do you know what I mean? By all means, go there looking good, but you know your, your surroundings. It needs to be a little bit grimy to suit that style of music. And both drum and any any form of great music, I believe, is so closely mixed with punk. Do you see what do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, no, that's uh, something for an ex. I'm the ex punk myself. I mean, so that's that's how I got into it in the first place. I I was at a um, I was at a punk weekender or a psychobilly weekender. A lot of the bands, and um, I was I was back at one of the band's caravans after um, after the sort of gig night, and um, yeah. he 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 had been going to a lot of the the first Oxford parties, and he was like, oh, put this on, know what I mean? Yeah. And he was like, put put this tape on and this music, and he's like, and I was like, oh, I was like blown away by it. I just yeah. I, I loved it, know what I mean? It just and that was it. That was me. I, I come back, I shaved my weekend off, I, I that was it, hunted out where, where the ravers were and I was I went raving, you know what I mean? And that, that was that was me sold basically straight and, off. So 
and then yeah. you realised that most of the people out the rooms had Mohican. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah, yeah, bit of a bum one, but yeah, I must admit. But yeah, it was uh, yeah, off off it went, and that was it. Then it was uh, yeah, um, no more. And into, into something I've just I've sort of followed ever since. To be fair, so. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that, I mean, that's the beauty of it. You know, anybody is accepted. I mean, when I go to rave now, I normally right. Um, some a bit sillier now. So, um, have you ever made a complete mess of something, but it's ended up with a positive outcome? That is basically my life. <laughs> no joke, no joke. I've been consistently making a mess out of my life since about two, about 1998, and I'll, I'll consistently make a mess out of my life, but. The beauty occurs from my life because of the messes I've made and in every essence and every facet of, of my world is one big mistake which leads to a different way of thinking which then leads to a positive way of thinking and me doing something to further myself so yeah actually for a silly question that's actually quite deep I think <laughs> yeah it is and um, how do you how do you find how do you stay positive what, what do what do you uh, techniques do you use do you read books do you meditate do you do anything like that to just uh, sort of kick positivity up Man, there's a time for positivity and there's a time for negativity. You know, you know, if you're trying to if you're trying to chase positivity constantly, you're going to always be negative. And if you're if you're trying to chase negativity, you're going to be positive. So the only way to live life is to indulge any feeling you're in. I struggled with depression for a long time until I realised that actually, if I indulge my depression, and if actually I'm actually low because I need to feel low, because without low there is no high, and vice versa. Actually, if you live with what you are, you wake up and you indulge the mood you've woken up in, then, you know, there's no need to chase, there's no need to stay positive, because you're naturally going to be positive, because you're, you're happy with your surroundings and your feelings. So what does the future hold for you, do you reckon? Um, what are your big goals you're working towards? Wow, well, I've got a load of stuff going on. I mean, obviously, first and foremost, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm trying to make myself a better person for my son. And um, for me to be a better person for my son, I need to be happy with myself. and I need to be content with where I'm going. So that leads on to your question. So secondarily to being a good dad, but they're both mutually exclusive. You know, I just we're just pushing music. We're just doing music. We're living music. You know, we're getting involved. We're, we're networking. We're... We're sharing, we're liking, we're loving, we're caring, we're we're chatting. You know what I mean? We're cuddling. You know that that's all it is. And you you live you live like that, and you live just being a positive, good influence to people. Then everything's going to come your way, apart from the, the sort of boring nitty gritty of looking into sort of Facebook metadata and you know attempting to make the show seem a little bit more appealing or attempting to push music out there through other facets you know what i mean that's irrelevant so all it is in essence is just putting putting decent content out there and then taking the uh taking anything that comes along that could be uh beneficial to myself my life and uh, my goals basically okay good Right, so I've got five questions called the Feel Free Five, which are um, which I'm going to be trying to ask everyone that I, that I uh, interview. Um, so, number one, so number one, on a scale of one to ten, how weird are you? How weird am I? <laughs> you know, I'd hate to be one of those people that, that oh, I'm so weird, but I, I get called weird constantly. 
no, no matter what walk of life I'm walking around in, do you know what I mean? Even when I'm around the weird people, they call me weird, so I'm going to have to go for a five on that. <laughs> uh, what are you not very good at? People. Terrible with people. I'm, ter- I'm terrible at picking up on social situations. I'm terrible at not putting my foot in my mouth, but hey, you know, that means I'm good at situations and I'm good at putting my foot in my mouth, so there we go. <laughs> What's your top tip for remembering someone's name? I, I, I literally don't. I don't. I just I just call people mate. <laughs> yeah, the old age old mate, yeah. <laughs> so if you could take credit for any great piece of art, music, book, film, etc., what would it be? Oh, blimey. Wow. Okay. Um, do you know what? It would be the... Um, it would be the moment that rock and roll and blues turned into jazz. I would, I would like to be the guy that was the guy that made that next stride into jazz from rock and roll and blues. Okay. That's, uh, yeah, that's that's, it. that's that's a good one. That's an interesting one. I wouldn't, uh, wouldn't have expected that. I must admit so. But yeah, that's a that's a very yeah, that's a good answer. Yeah. Um, and define what feeling free means to you. Oh, like Well, the problem is with the, the problem is with feeling free is you've got to feel not free to want to feel free. And you know, living in living in England as we do now, people like to moan about how unfree we are. But I think we're incredibly free. So I, I don't think I'm. Uh, I really don't think I'm. I'm. I'm the best person to ask about that. So I'll, I'll decline that question. Okay, fair enough. Okay, right. So that's that's it basically. So uh, well, thanks for the interview. Um, it's been very interesting, and uh, we've learned a, a fair bit about you. And um, excellent. So, is there anything you would like to shamelessly plug at this point? No, definitely not. No, no. Just just tap me in. Tap me in on Facebook. It's all there. But yeah, that was that was that was a good interview, Matt. Fair play. I enjoyed myself. I can't believe how quick this time's gone. Right, so before I introduce the guest mix, I just want to thank Ollie for an amazing interview. What an interesting character he is, and so passionate about music. Since he so graciously turned down the chance to plug his own show, I should do it on his behalf. You can catch Bombastic Sounds every Thursday at 7pm on Facebook. If you're interested in sending a track, then they accept all genres, and all you have to do is post the link in the comments of the next show's ad. Now it's time for the guest mix, and Ollie provides us with a banging techno mix, the sort of stuff that you may hear at the free parties we were talking about. This includes one of his own productions. Turn the radio up, this one's a rocker. A rocker.
is Mistress Diana. You're lucky you're on time today. I hate to be kept waiting. When that happens, I get very demanding from slaves like you. Ha, you are going to pay for it this time. I guarantee it. Ha, you must always address me as Mistress. Get right down on your knees. Don't make me repeat myself. Now look at me from your subservient position. Aren't I exceptionally beautiful today? I do love to tease you, and I have some very specific tastes that I want satisfied once you learn to be under my control. One thing I love to do is to bend over and pull down my panties so you can catch a glimpse of my ripe, clean asshole. Once I grip your pinter muscles, you will be in heaven. Oh yes, you'll lose control if I let you. shine. That's it. Now the other one. Oh, good. You'll be rewarded if you keep pleasing me. Now suck my heels. That's right. Take the entire heel in your mouth and suck it clean. shivering in excitement. Maybe you'll get used to it. In the meantime, I'm putting these handcuffs on you. Yes, I don't want you to think that you have any control. There, that should be tight. Yes, I love to see you flinch in pain. Oh yes, I'll sit down again. I'm unhooking my bra so my tits fall out. Oh, I squeeze them hard. Oh yes, don't you want to rub your face between them? it into my crack. Mmm, you've been doing as you're told. I'm rubbing your all over my rim. Oh, that's the spot. Ooh, oh yes, that's it. Oh, yes, I can feel
Thanks for listening to the first show. If you like what you hear, then please subscribe to this podcast so you can keep up to date with all the latest episodes. Please leave a comment and like and share and tell all your friends. Thanks for tuning in. See ya. See ya.
listening to Feel Free Radio. Radio.